and then adjusting to in-person instruction. Jeff Bezos, his brother, and two others are suited up and ready for tomorrow's trip to space aboard a Blue Origin rocket. 82-year-old Wally Funk, one of the first women to train for space flight, will become the oldest person ever to blast off. She tells CBS This Morning. I love being here. This is the greatest team that I could ever be with, and it's going to go, it's going to happen. S&P futures are down 47, Dow futures off 464. This is CBS News. CBS News Radio is your home for breaking news. With our team of reporters around the country and the world, we give you the coverage you can trust. Power your passions for less during Dell's exceptional Black Friday in July event. Enjoy up to $400 off high-performance Dell XPS laptops and desktops, along with next-level Alienware systems, all powered by Intel Core processors. Shop special prices on stunning Dell monitors, top-brand electronics and accessories, plus enjoy free shipping on everything. Don't forget to ask for Intel when you call 800-BY-DELL. That's 800-BY-DELL. At Shell, we know from the time you get up to the time you wrap up, there's a lot of meetups, eatups, and hurryups. So come to Shell and get three things done at once. Fill up with Shell V Power Nitro Plus to help keep your engine running like new. Save up with the Fuel Rewards program and never pay full price for gas again. And snack up with in-store rewards to save even more at the pump. Make the most of the stop you need to make with Shell. In engines that continuously use Shell V Power Nitro Plus Premium Gas. And see full terms and conditions at FuelRewards.com. There's disappointing news for fans of a wildly popular Netflix show. Season two of Bridgerton has shut down indefinitely over another COVID case. It's the second in the last week. Netflix isn't saying whether the person who contracted the virus was a member of the cast or crew, but confirms the person is in isolation. A crew member caught the first case. It's unclear when production will pick back up. Bridgerton started shooting in May in various locations around London. Its shutdown now comes as the UK lifts most COVID restrictions. Monica Ricks, CBS News. Another step for a pop star in her quest for freedom. The judge hearing Britney Spears' conservatorship battle with her dad holds a conference call with attorneys from both sides today. Yesterday, Spears posted a photo from the driver's seat of a car. She says the terms of that conservatorship have never allowed her to drive. Deborah Rodriguez, CBS News. Let's see, if something costs less, but people are happier with it, that sounds like something to look into, and that's MediShare. Maybe you've heard switching to MediShare to pay for health care can save the typical family 500 bucks a month, and that's huge. But it's also true that people are way more satisfied after making the switch, too. The customer satisfaction rate for MediShare is double that of the typical health insurance plan. Double. MediShare works. It's been around for more than a quarter century, and members have shared more than $3 billion of each other's bills. People love having telehealth and a huge nationwide PPO network. So, yeah, you can save a ton and like it better. Imagine being happy with how you're taking care of your health care. So if you're self-employed or part of the gig economy or you just want to plan you're happy with, you can call right now and get a price within two minutes. A very, very smart use of two minutes. Here's the number you need. 866-88-BIBLE. That's 866-88-BIBLE. 866-88-BIBLE. Hi, it's Randy and Boots from the Auto Smarts Radio Network. And why should you listen to our show on this station? Well, Boots is a man of many talents and has knowledge you won't believe. Just listen. Hey, Boots, what's your favorite thing to talk about? Cars. Rick Ocasek was the lead singer of what band? The Cars. What was Gary Newman's biggest selling song? Cars. 
Who was the all-time leading scorer in Notre Dame basketball history? Carr. That's right, Austin Carr. Anything you'd like to add? Cars, cars, cars. 57 Chevy. Cars, That's Auto cars, Smarts. Cars, Friday cars, afternoons cars, at 106 cars, on 970 cars, WATH cars, and 97.1 FM. That's a 57 Chevy. Cars, cars, cars. Welcome to Sweet Tea USA, where we know our sweet tea, and we like it sweet. Sweet in the morning to get you through the day. Sweet in the evening to put a smile on your face. And McDonald's knows sweet tea, too. That's why you can get any size sweet tea for just a dollar. Plus, with insulated large cups, your drink stays cold longer. Here in Sweet Tea USA, everything is a little sweeter. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal as compared to prior large cups. Have you heard of Project Rise? Are you a parent in Athens, Meigs, Perry, or Vinton counties? We provide internships, job shadowing, work study, transition planning, and graduation coaching. All students and parents have free access to these resources. For more information, please find us on Facebook at AMESC Project Rise. There are numerous free events and resources that you need to know about. Act now. Project Rise will help you with your future after high school. Follow us on Facebook at AMESC Project Rise. For generations, horses have carried riders for various types of work, and at the Athens County Fair, we will compete to demonstrate our skills in riding Hunter Jumper, Ranch and Trail, Western Pleasure, Contest, and more. Stop by the horse arena any day to see our horse and rider teams compete. And when you come for the market animal sale on Friday, be sure to visit the horse barns to meet our well-trained animals and their talented riders. The 2021 Athens County Fair, August 6th through the 14th. You good? Anything you want to talk about? Here if you need me. Just want to check in. Appreciate you. Everyone feels less than okay sometimes. They may not want your advice, but they may welcome your ear. Be present is a simple but powerful way to be there for others, especially now when many are separated. Help teens and young adults find their power, conquer the difficult times, and get to a better tomorrow. Be present, Ohio. Sponsored by the Ohio Suicide Prevention Foundation and aired in cooperation with the OAB and this station. Get the facts every hour at the top of the hour with CBS News Radio on Classic Hits 97 and 97.1 FM, WATH. They say the journey of a thousand miles begins with the first step. In the same way, the journey to end poverty for good begins first with a child. A journey like this takes commitment from you and me. A commitment to end poverty for good. Learn how you can help at children.org right now. I-N-E-P-T, inept tech. Two, four, six, eight. Who do we appreciate? Oysters, oysters, raw, raw, raw. Well, Coach Turf, the last time we talked, you were changing a tire on that 1937 Packard, getting ready for your first road game of the season. I trust you made it to South Oklahoma State in good shape. Well, that's right. You know, we've been talking on these here programs about all the folks you got to have behind the scenes, and if it hadn't been for our trainer, good old Scrape Simpson, we might never have made it. You know, good old Scrape dug in that bag of tricks of his. He got some tape. He got some band-aids, he fixed that tar, and we made it to Oklahoma in record time. Well, it's good to have people like that you can rely on. I know all of our listeners are wondering about the outcome of your season opener. What kind of game was it? Well, it was a fine ball game. You know, we played a fine ball game. Of course, them boys over at SOS, they played a fine ball game. So what the fans, when everything was all over, said and done with, seen over there, was a fine ball game. 
And did you pick up that predicted first victory of the season? Well, no. Uh, you know, we did go over there predicting that we was going to pick up a victory. But, uh, you know, uh, when I looked at the statistics, when everything was over, said, and done with, uh, my strategy kind of backfired a little bit. Well, we got beat 33 and zip. Well, Coach, you told me you put SOS first on the schedule this year because their program was having a little trouble, and it looked like they might be somebody the Oysters could beat. What, what happened in the ballgame? Well, I think this could serve as a lesson to every coach out there. You know, you can't take any opponent lightly. you got to make sure that you're prepared when you go to play them. And this could be a real good example of somebody sneaking up on you and beating you when you expect to pull out an easy victory and you don't prepare good enough. Well, them folks can just sneak up on you. you got to take everybody like they's the best team in the nation and be prepared when you play them. Well, exactly what went wrong, Coach? Was there something missing in Coach Lewis and Coach Clark's scouting report? Well, that's right. You could say that, but uh, actually what's missing is Coach Lewis and Coach Clark because, uh, you know, they sent that message in code, and what that message said when I finally got the right code book out was that they was lost, that they uh, couldn't even find SOS, and so they wasn't going to be no scouting report. Well, we'll be back in just a moment for the details on the Oysters' season opener against SOS right after this message. And try as we might. We were unable to find a sponsor today. Well, Coach, that 33 to nothing score would seem to indicate that not much went right for the Oysters in your first game of the season. Well, that's right. You know, we had one of them weeks when if it could go wrong, it went wrong. You know, we had a flat tire on the Packard. We had a little bit of trouble getting our scouting report, and scouting report come in and code. We couldn't figure out what in the world was going wrong, and then we went out there to the ball field. We lost a coin toss, I think, for the 1,767th time in a row, And but what I was real upset about was the way that SOS run up the score on us at the end of that ball game. They was padding their lead. I guess that's what you call your SOS pad. Be listening again, sports fans, for the next thrill-packed interview with the head coach of the Fighting Oysters of Inept Tech, the coaching legend in his own mind, the one and only Coach Art Turf. In our 71st year of service to Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. W-A-T-H-F-N's. Absolutely beautiful outside, 68 degrees, so pleasant, but headed up to 85. It's going to be mostly sunny throughout the day, no mention of precipitation or anything like that. Well, I see here they even say it's going to be good air. Huh. I don't recall it ever saying bad air. A good air is a good thing. We got a free for all edition this morning. And uh, I might uh, tell you uh, the show we have coming up next with a guest is that of Steve Patterson, our mayor. And uh, that's on Thursday. We may have something in between, too. Anyway, Scott's here, of course, and I'm Dave. Good and, morning. Uh, good morning. 
Let's yeah, see that here. Air quality index is looking pretty good so yeah, far. I'd say so. Obviously, it'll, fact, it will change throughout the day. As we look ahead, um, tomorrow identical to this. Wednesday, um, a chance of some light rain, but temperatures are the same. 86 are high. Uh, Thursday, partly sunny, no mention of rain. Friday, of course, thunderstorms in a high of 87. So that's that's far enough. It can change between now and then. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, speaking of that, air quality index, anywhere from zero to 50 is considered uh, good quality air. So we're uh, right at a really good range right there. It says six. Yeah, anywhere from zero to 50. So 50, it gets a little bit worse. Then it, it graduates well, even. No, it's not a duh. Why? It's true. <laughs> okay. Well, so, 50 must be really bad. Well, it goes if even higher. Six. It, it even goes higher than that. I mean, it goes up to uh Okay, two, what's 200. the highest you've ever seen it? Uh, mm, 140. No way. Yeah, really? 144. Okay. A couple week last week or a couple weeks ago. So we don't know what maximum is, huh? Yeah, the maximum is I think right around 200. Okay. Okay. So uh it was it. yeah, it was oh my goodness, it goes up to yeah. Okay. Air quality index for the ozone. So well, anyway, uh, good morning. It's July 19th, and of course the year 2021. Um, very busy weekend for me. How about you? Uh, I got a few things done. Um, cut grass over the weekend. I'm sure you did. Of course, twice. <laughs> um, my, I was going to ask how many times. My, my neighbor's kidney, of course. Um, <laughs> so lots of pruning. Um, you know, that sort of thing. Um, anyway, just, just normal stuff. Well, and a lot of socialization with friends and neighbors. That's good. Always good. All right. So let's see today, July 19th, it says it's national words with friends day. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, that could be every day, but it, it, it is at least mentioned today. It's also National Daiquiri Day. I like daiquiris. And the final one, and the first two could lead to the third. It's National Get Out of the Doghouse Day. Uh-oh. You ever been in the doghouse? I think so. <laughs> um... More often than I'd like, frankly. <laughs> yeah, um, you're not going to reveal any of the details. Oh no, well, no, There's just generally. Well, it's kind of small. <laughs> um, A lot of times they are not not um, any electricity or anything. That's good. Have you, uh, you know, with all of the celebrities that you've rubbed elbows with, <clears throat> have you ever? I was just thinking about the interviews that you've done with celebrities. Okay. Ever, ever been in a doghouse with any, any You mean have I ever asked them a question and they really were bugged with it? Well, that and maybe anything else. 
<laughs> I guess. I don't know what that's, you're getting at. That's well, you, but uh, the answer is, I, I think no. Okay. Um, I've been fortunate to know a lot of well-known people. And, yeah. And uh, no, I. I don't think anyone would say I have done anything wrong. Well, that's but good. Anyway. Then I mean, you know, a lot of reporters nowadays they seem to find themselves in. In the doghouse with some celebrities with an article oh. they wrote or reported or yeah, well. something like that. Just just wondering. I, you know, you've my idea been around is, a lot, so. My idea is to get along. Yeah, mine too. And um, to enjoy the best parts of someone. Yeah, so, likewise. Um, with that in mind, you know, I, I guess there are people who really thrive on um, trying to find the dirt or the bad stuff, and and that's just not my style. Good. Anyway, good morning, folks. Uh, uh, I did bring in another National Day calendar from two days ago. This would have been Saturday because I was just uh, a little bit surprised at the list. So um, on our National Day calendar, you already heard me mention, today we have National Words with Friends Day. National Daiquiri Day, and National Get Out of the Doghouse Day. But uh, Saturday, and of course we don't have a show on Saturday, it was World Emoji Day. Now this emoji thing, on my phone I have that option, my cell phone, and I tried it once, and I don't think it looks a darn thing like me. <laughs> so I, I've i just abandoned it. But maybe I just don't know how to do it very well. But um, an, an emoji is sort of a cartoon type. Like a caricature. Caricature of your your personal appearance. Okay? So did you use the features to alter yes. everything? Yes. It just I Still don't didn't agree. Do it, huh? I don't agree with what it put out. All right, but um, maybe I'll let someone else do it, and they'll. Anyway. Oh, you should let. I, I don't do know it. why you need an emoji when you have photographs, right? <laughs> yes. And why? What's the purpose? Okay, let's go on. You should let Shane do it. Shane? Uh, yeah, I'd like to see what he came up with. Oh dear. <laughs> Captain Cap- Shane. Captain Shane. Over on. Uh, Power 105. Yes. All right. Uh, Today is National Yellow Pig Day. No, 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 no. Saturday was. Saturday was National Yellow Pig Day. It was National Tattoo Day. Okay. Let's stop there. I am absolutely amazed at the whole tattoo thing. And it's really gotten... Uh, how do I want to put it? Far more. You see far more of them than I recall years ago. And um, and 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 I think it used to be a man thing. Now it's both men and women. Um, it's interesting what they select. It's um, 
Have you ever seen someone that uh, you thought, why did they do all of that? It doesn't look good. Uh, I don't know if I've okay, ever thought I have. that. Okay, I'm, I don't, I'm, but I've also seen a few that I thought were amazingly yeah. interesting. Yeah, yeah. And actually, um, uh, added some sort of beauty to that person. Okay? But to make a decision to do a tattoo, I don't know if I have the strength to do that. Because you're putting something on your body that you can't take off. Or or can you? Yeah, Maybe, you have can. they developed ways now? Oh yeah. You can have tattoo removal. It's it's just as painful as as getting the tattoo. But there are some creams out now that would just cover it up. You know, if they go in somewhere they don't want to be exposing a tattoo or whatever. But yeah, there's there is surgery that can be performed. Okay. Well so, anyway, last uh, Saturday, two days ago, was National Tattoo Day. Yeah. It was also National Peach Ice Cream Day. That's good. National Lottery Day. National Wrong Way Corrigan Day. Okay, what? I've heard that expression. What was that? Was it a cartoon or what? Um, What's, who was Corrigan? It, it uh, commemorates a, a flight of an Irish-American stunt pilot from Galveston, Texas, Douglas Corrigan, his years of life, 1907 to 1995. He gained notoriety for an unplanned transatlantic flight to Ireland on July 17, 1938. Now, there's a good use of the word notoriety. Okay, where'd he end up? Okay, uh, let's he see. Was, he was intending to go to Ireland, but where'd he end up? Let's see. He flew from his home to California, in California, to New York, Upon arrival, he asked for permission to duplicate his hero's historic flight. Let's see. Unfortunately, the flight service quickly denied his request due to the age of his 1929 Curtis Robin aircraft. Okay. okay so with, now, with only a magnetic compass, he advised officials he was returning to California. According to the story, after takeoff, cloud cover prevented Corrigan from accurate Navigation, when he dropped below the clouds hours later, he saw nothing but water. Oops. Then Corrigan realized his navigation was off. Yeah. Despite the confusion, he continued on his journey. Surprisingly, 28 hours later, he landed in Ireland. Oh, so he... Oh, this sounds a little fishy to me. He was heading, apparently heading back to California. Yeah, right. So... Yeah. He wanted to go to Ireland. They yeah, said yeah. no, and yet he ended up there. Yeah, exactly. What a coincidence. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> the next thing they say is it is toss away the could-haves and should-haves day. I could have done that. I should have done that. Coulda, shoulda, woulda. And finally, finally, last Saturday was uh, National Strawberry Rhubarb Wine Day. Okay, well, enough of all that. That was a pretty good list. 
historical events for today. Johannes Kepler, who was an astronomer, but in the year 1595, had an epiphany and develops his theory of the geometrical basis of the universe while teaching in Graz. Graz is where? Poland? Uh, not sure where that is. Anyway, G-R-A-Z. Oh, G-R-A-Z. I was going with G-R-A-S. Let's see what we can find. <clears throat> Not that that's the important item, but I'm just curious. Year 1595. The theory of geometrical basis of the universe. Was that a person or a city? It is the state capital and largest city in Styria. S-T-Y-R-I-A. Obviously, some things have changed over the years. So, because I don't know that at all. Yeah, I don't either. Okay. It's uh, on the eastern edge of the Alps, the Swiss Alps. Well, anyway, that's what he did. In 1843, the steamship SS Great Britain is launched, designed by Isambard Kingdom Brunel. is the first ocean-going craft with an iron hull or screw-type propeller and the largest vessel afloat around the world. I'll move this for a minute here. I've got something in my eye. There we go. Amazing what clean paper towels can do. Yeah, isn't it there? Okay, here we go. Uh, the next item, 1848 it is, is the year, and it's the first U.S. Women rights, Women's Rights Convention. It was held in Seneca Falls, New York, and organized by Elizabeth Cady Stanton and Lucretia Mott. Now, something that... I don't understand here. They underlined Elizabeth Cady Stanton, but they did not Lucretia Mott. Hmm. Was, uh... Let's look up Lucretia Mott. Let's see what her thing is. Okay. I just looked up Elizabeth Cady Stanton. Stanton. She was a leader of the women's rights movement in the U.S. during the mid to late 1800s. And she was the main force behind the 1848 Seneca Falls Convention, the first convention to be called for the sole purpose of discussing women's rights and was the primary author of the Declaration of Sentiments. Okay. Lucretia Mott. Lucretia? Yes. L-U-C-R-E-T-I-A. She also was an American abolitionist, a Quaker, women's rights activist, social reformer. She had reformed, she had formed the idea of reforming, <laughs> a lot of forming there, the position of women in society when she was amongst the women excluded from the World Anti-Slavery Convention held in London in 1840. 
Let's see. Wax. How did they meet? They met at that convention. Okay. 1941, British Prime Minister Winston Churchill launches his V for Victory campaign. All right. Famous birthdays. Ely Nastasi. Sports guy, right? Tennis, yes. Today, he's, um, he's still living. Today will be his 75th birthday. Romanian tennis player. I tell you, this picture they show of him, he doesn't look anything like a tennis player. He looks a little pudgy. But, you know, he is 75 now. Uh, oh, well, when, yeah. What was the height of his career? Oh, what age? yeah, probably 30s, I, I would okay. say. <coughs> the, Excuse um, me. The other three birthdays we have to recognize here all are in the past. That is to say, these folks are no longer living. Let's see this. Do this in order. So, 1814 uh, was the birth date for Samuel Colt, C-O-L-T. He died in 1862. Are we talking about guns? Yep, I would guess so before I get to it here. Uh, He was an American inventor, industrialist, and businessman who established Colt's Patent Firearms Manufacturing Company and made the mass production of revolvers commercially Viable. Next is Lizzie Borden. And uh, 1860, she was born on this date. Died in 1927. Lizzie Borden. She was uh, tried and acquitted of the August 4th, 1892 Axe Murders. Oh, wow. Of her father and stepmother in Fall River, Massachusetts. Acquitted, though. Tried and acquitted, yes. No one else was charged in the murders. And despite ostracism from other residents, Borden spent the remainder of her life in Fall River, Massachusetts. I bet she was well-liked there. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, let's see here. I think this next person's a sports person. Sophia Muratova. M-U-R-A-T-O-V-A. Born on this date in 1929, then died in 2006. Sofia Muratova was a Soviet gymnast. I got it. She competed in the 1956 and 1960 Olympics and won eight medals. Pretty impressive. She looks like a nice person. Okay, now, oh boy. These are hard to pronounce. We have uh, two famous deaths. Iturbid. Okay, I'll spell it. The first guy is Augustin de Iturbid, or Turbid. So it's... He was born in 1783, died on this date in 1824. He's got a fancy uniform on. Augustin, did you find it? No, given the spelling there. Augustin is A-G-U-S-T-I-N. Then there's Day, D-E. And then the last name, 
Let me turn off my phone. Iturbidi? Yes. He was a Mexican politician, Mexican army general and politician during the Mexican War of Independence. He built a successful political and military coalition that took control in Mexico City on September 27, 1821, decisively gaining independence for Mexico. <clears throat> the next and final of uh, this sort of thing here is um, a gentleman. He appears to be Asian. His name is Sing- Singman Re or Re, and I'll spell this S Y N G M A N. First name. R-H-E-E, last name. He was born on this date. No, 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 no. He was born in 1875 and died on this date in 1965. He was a South Korean politician, a dictator who was the founder and served as the first president of South Korea from 1948 to 1960. He was also the first and last president of the provisional government of the Republic of Korea from 1919 to his impeachment in 1925, and from 19, they re-elected him president again from 1947 to 1948. And the country again was? South Korea. Okay. Well, let's just um, go over some of the headlines, if you will. Uh, First of all, let me just say good morning. Um... There's a story I had this morning from the New, the New York Times. And you know I like to uh, check their stuff out each day. It says, Many vaccine skeptics have since changed their minds and gotten shots. And so their lead story is, Here's Why. Uh, let's see, the first section says how to persuade. When the Kaiser Family Foundation conducted a poll at the start of the year and asked American adults whether they plan to get vaccinated, 23%, and this was at the beginning of this year, said no. But a significant portion of that group about one quarter of it, has since decided to go ahead and receive the vaccine. The Kaiser pollsters recently followed up and asked those, uh, or rather these converts, what what led them to change their minds. The answers are important because they offer insight into how the millions of still unvaccinated Americans might be persuaded to get shots as well. So first, a little background. A few weeks ago, it seemed plausible that COVID-19 might be in permanent retreat, at least in communities with high vaccination rates. But what happened? The Delta variant came about, right? And it has changed that situation. 
Sorry to report, but the number of cases is rising in every state. Although vaccinated people remain almost guaranteed to avoid serious symptoms, Delta has put the unvaccinated at greater risk of contracting the virus and, by extension, of hospitalization and death. The COVID death rate in recent days has been significantly higher in states with low vaccination rates than in those with higher vaccination rates. Nationwide, more than 99% of the recent deaths have occurred among unvaccinated people. And more than 97% of recent hospitalizations have occurred among the unvaccinated. I think last Friday, the president uh, is quoted as saying, um, yeah, here's the quote. Look, the only pandemic we have is among the unvaccinated. That's from the president. New York Times says there are three themes. Number one, seeing that millions of other Americans have been safely vaccinated. That's one. People that have uh, been vaccinated, if they did get it, no one has died. Um, this is a lengthy article. I'm trying to shorten it. Number two point, hearing pro-vaccine messages from doctors, friends, and relatives is helpful. For many people who got vaccinated, messages from politicians, national experts, and the mass media were persuasive. But many other Americans, especially those without a college degree, don't trust mainstream institutions. For them, hearing directly from people they know can have a bigger impact. Hearing from experts For example, Molly Ann Brody, who oversees the Kaiser Polls, told me, the writer of this article, isn't the same as watching those around you or in your house actually go through the vaccine vaccination process. And they're saying, you know, hearing from experts isn't the same as having someone in your family go through it and see that it's just a vaccine. Uh, now, here are some other interviews that they've um, included. My daughter is a doctor, and she got vaccinated, which was reassuring that it was okay to get vaccinated. 
another one. Friends and family talked me into it, and I, as, as did my place of employment. Yes, we here at the station are also encouraging all of our um, employees to do it. And I think they've all been uh, responsible. Let me go on. Another one here. My husband bugged me to get it, and I gave in. <laughs> Here's another. I was told by my doctor that she strongly recommend I get the vaccine because I have diabetes. Well, these comments suggest that continued grassroots campaigns may have a bigger effect at this stage than public service ag campaigns. Now, we, we hear at WATH and Power 105 are airing a campaign encouraging everyone to get vaccinated. But, you know, what is the most effective way I think our messages are important, but I don't care what is the most important way. Whatever it is that works for you, do it. If it's because your family has done it, if it's because you've known someone who didn't do it and bad things happened, well, whatever. Um, let's see here. Well, this is interesting. Here's a vaccination rates of selected groups in the United States. Democrats. I was not expecting them to do it politically, right? Yeah. But Democrats are the highest number. 86% of Democrats have have uh, stepped right up and gotten the vaccine. What about Republicans? 52%. I think that's amazing. I don't understand it. I am a Republican. I was vaccinated early on. I don't want to hurt anybody. I don't want to hurt myself. Okay, what about independence? 61%. College grads, 79%. Those with college years but not a degree, 59%. Women, 70%. Men's, 61%. White people, 67%. Black people, 60%. Hispanic, 63 right in the middle. Kind of an interesting chart. And 
let's see, they have a little byline here. It says, based on those who said they had received at least one shot in a June poll. And that particular report released by the Kaiser Family Foundation. Okay, number three in this overall report is entitled, Learning That Not Being Vaccinated Will Prevent People From Doing Some Things. There is now a roiling debate over vaccine mandates, with some hospitals, colleges, cruise ship companies, and others implementing them, and some state legislators trying to ban such mandates. The Kaiser poll suggests that these requirements can influence a meaningful number of skeptics to get shots, sometimes just for logistical reasons. What are some of those things? Well, hearing that a travel quarantine restriction could be lifted for those if they are vaccinated. Another is to see events or visit some restaurants. If you're vaccinated, it's easier to do so. Here's simply a person wanted to go to the Bahamas. They were told no unless you get a shot. Okay, so this is a worldwide thing. Where is currently the so-called, uh, what, what what term should I use? Epicenter. I'll do that. All right. <clears throat> Indonesia. With the highest count of new infections. Another, another interesting point. After Los Angeles County reinstated indoor mass requirements just a few days ago, right? The sheriff said the rules were not backed by science and refused to enforce them. So here we've got different authorities differing on opinions. Um, well, I think I've hit that about as hard as I can. It's it's a it's a concern. And folks, I would encourage you to w whatever it is that's holding you back. Please think of the better safety, the better odds, the better for those about you. Family, friends, unknown people walking next to you. Okay. We've had a lot of flooding in Western Europe. I guess some 183 people died with hundreds still missing. Uh, German. Germany in particular had it bad. Um, the unusual heat this summer. 
I think most of you know that I enjoy a glass of wine. Well, you know, Napa Valley, I've had friends that have owned stations there and were great friends back when I served on the board of the NAB. Napa Valley, famous for wines, they're having a devil of a time with their grapes being affected by extreme heat. Um, and, and, and I guess they're a little thin on water out there, too, from other sources. So, I mean, if you wanted, if you wanted to irrigate, there's somewhat of a limitation. I guess I've hit most of the highlights for the weekend. Have you ever, uh, Scott, tried to learn sign language? Um, we we did in junior high school. Really? Yeah, but I I don't think it. I think it was kind of like one of our own sign language systems. I don't think it was the official sign language for the hearing impaired but yeah we we did some of that yeah you know with um oh you know for quite a while we aired the daily governor's news conference at two o'clock during the earliest days of this covid thing and uh he's still doing that but just not every day uh, and in each of those, you have in a square next to his standing in a room a um, an interpreter, if you will, mm-hmm. who was doing it in sign language. Sometimes I've found myself watching him more than I did the governor. <laughs> oh, the, the interpreter. You yeah, know. the signer. Yeah. The ones I remember were all female but it doesn't matter yeah he was he was very theatrical so to speak well um i think i would like to learn a little bit of it but there is a a a story here and it's not terribly important but um i guess It's titled, What Matters in a Name Sign? (laughs) And some names, when you go through the signage, (laughs) uh, might be a little off color. (laughs) I don't understand this. But, um, what do they call it? Sanskrit? Something like that. Uh, anyway, even our vice president's name, Kamala Harris, right? Um, for those that are making that visual interpretation, it's interesting. Yeah, using the communication 
of the sign language like that. Yeah. I wish I knew more. Oh, I do too. Of it. Um, I have a final report here. Not a final report, but I mean a, a final thing for our show today. It's entitled uh, 2021's Most and Least Educated Cities in America. Now I'll just go on by saying Scott and I had planned to also share with you some radio jokes. But I think we're not we're gonna not not gonna have time to do it today. We'll work on it for tomorrow. But just trying to bring a smile to your face. And Scott, one more thing until we get this signal light working better. Would you I should have told you this forty minutes ago. Keep an eye on that once in a while. Yeah. Okay. That way if someone has called, we'll catch them before they uh, are automatically disconnected. Okay, 2021's most and least educated cities in America. It goes on, cities who uh, want to attract highly educated workers to fuel their economic growth and tax revenues. Well, higher levels of education tend to lead to higher salaries. Plus, the more that graduate earns the more tax dollars they contribute over time. This according to the Economic Policy Institute. In turn, educated people who live somewhere where they will get a good return on their educational investment, uh, well, people t also tend to marry others of the same educational level, right? Which means that cities that already have a large educated population may be more attractive to people with degrees. So I could go on and on here, but let's, let's just get into the list. So in the United States, these are metropolitan statistical areas. So what, there's like 150 of those or so? Let me see what the number is. Yes, 150. Where do you believe is the number one most educated city. Uh, hmm. Alexandria, Virginia. Well, that's a pretty good guess. It comes in third. Hmm. I had no idea. <laughs> the Washington, Arlington, Alexandria area. Like there, thereabouts, the national our national capital. Yeah. But number one is. And I hate to be mentioning this, given that we're from Ohio. Did that give you a clue? Go for it. Ann Arbor. You see what I mean? Yeah. Number one, Ann Arbor, Michigan. Number two, San Jose, Sunnyvale, and Santa Clara. That's in California. Number three, Washington, Arlington, Alexandria. Number four, San Francisco and Oakland and Berkeley. These are metro areas. Number five, Madison, Wisconsin. Okay. 
Uh, I'm going to stop going down through the list, and I'm going to pick out Ohio. The the highest ranking in this manner is Columbus. It ranks 44th out of 150. That's not too bad. 59th is Cincinnati. Seventy-fifth is Akron. Eighty-fifth is the Cleveland Elyria area. One hundred and third, Toledo. One hundred and twenty-fourth, Canton Maslin. And coming in 133rd is the Youngstown, Warren, and Boardman. Youngstown and Warren, of course, in Ohio, Boardman in Pennsylvania. But it's kind of a small metro, right? So um, I thought that was interesting. Yeah, that is. Educational attainment. Now, so let's say you're number 150th the, at the bottom of the list. Uh, we're out of time, aren't we? We'll try to do some more about this tomorrow. In our 71st year of service to Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. W-A-T-H-F-N's. Is CBS News on the Hour, presented by Indeed.com. I'm Deborah Rodriguez. First teenage tennis champ Coco Goff. Now another American athlete has come up positive for coronavirus ahead of this week's Olympic kickoff in Tokyo. USA Gymnastics said a member of the women's artistic gymnastic team, an alternate, has tested positive for COVID. Japanese reports that the athlete was in her teens and had been training in Chiba, east of Tokyo. Olympics rules allow athletes to compete if they test negative within six hours of their matches. Lucy Kraft, CBS News, Tokyo. In the U.S., COVID cases are on the rise in all 50 states for the first time since January. As the Delta variant spreads, most of the increases are among the unvaccinated. Lamonte Boyd opted not to get a shot. Now he's hospitalized in Little Rock until CBS News. Those who don't want to take the vaccines, you, 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 you plan Russian roulette with your lives. Investors are worried about a COVID rebound. The Dow is down 668 points right now. That's that's almost 2%. The S&P off 74. They lifted almost all COVID restrictions in the UK today. Correspondent Vicki Barker is in London. They're calling it Freedom Day in England. Nightclubs can reopen and pubs, restaurants and theaters can run at full capacity for the first time since March 2020. This even though COVID cases continue to rise here. Prime Minister Boris Johnson is quarantining after being exposed to COVID again. The Biden administration is blaming China for hacking Microsoft's email server software in March that compromised computers around the world. CBS's Catherine Herridge. Former intelligence officials tell CBS News 
Chinese hackers are known to steal massive amounts of data from multiple sources, including sensitive security clearance applications that can open the door to identity theft and blackmail. A pro-Trump protester is set to become the first of the January 6th Capitol rioters sentenced for a felony. This hour, prosecutors in Florida are asking for Paul Allard Hodgkins to get 18 months. Could become a benchmark for others. Cars aren't the only thing in short supply these days. CBS's Jim Crisula has a list of others. A nationwide shortage of foam is delaying